get up, get on up. All right, the end of the week. You know, if you if you needed that Tony Robbins pump up thing that Jody did earlier this week, you may not need it today because it's Friday. It's yeah. a fun Friday. That Tony Robbins pump up thing, Mr. Slang over here, is his 10 minute uh, meditation every morning. He's explained to yeah. Oprah. You can get it on our website. Yeah, it's at murphysamandjody.com. You know, it's really funny is I always used to turn my nose up at that, oh, gratitude, okay, blah, 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 blah. But then I realized. <laughs> it sounds like me. <laughs> Gratitude, maybe whatever. Maybe that's me hanging out with Sam too much. I but, think the problem is the first but, time you ever heard about it, you heard the words gratitude journal. I think you're right. And mm. you were like, uh, where's my hammer and nails? But yeah. I can tell you that now, I mean, now putting that into practice, it is so true. I mean, there's just no, it, nothing. Is putting it quicker. into practice, huh? Yeah. yeah. I'm grateful for you, Jody. <laughs> I am. That's one. So sweet. I okay. say thank you, Jody, for Jody every day. I do. <laughs> I know, right. sweetie. God, thank you for Jody. <laughs> <laughs> okay, look, I want to say this. I think one of my Friday favorites is that we finally, it's September now, we have broken out the football food. Go online to get Murphy, Sam, and Jody's football food recipes, mm-hmm. and we have got some great ones. Mini corn dogs. We're talking sausage poppers, pull-apart cheesy bread, Mm -hmm. all the man food you can handle, all the football food you can handle, dips and slow-cooked buffalo chicken sliders. Hey, don't forget my blog I put on there about things to have at your party. If you're going to have a party with a bunch of people for the game. Yeah, how to watch it with a bunch of people. Yeah, I even put a couple of links. Like, There's a formula you can use to make sure you have enough food. Nice. Uh Thank you, Sam. Check that out. Yeah, and you know what's funny is, you know I'm not the world's biggest sports fanatic. There are a handful of teams I follow. Those are my passions, and that's it. It's not as broad as many. And even if you miss it, you're okay. But man, with with game day coming back and all that, that just kind of sets the tone for me. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? I don't know. It's like... Everybody talks about spring being the renewal time of the year, but to me, fall is that way, man. Yeah. Once it's yeah. started, you know, football season's back. There's just and there's something about momentum. the game being on that, like, where's the food? It's kind of like when you walk into a movie theater, it's like, <laughs> where's the food? So go online to get the food, Murphy, Sam, and Jody's football food, murphysamandjody.com. Coming up next in your first Hollywood Outsider of the morning, we're just going to bring the family-friendly box office to you right okay. away. It's a big weekend, finally. Sully at the box office this weekend. Tell you about it next. New movies this week. Murphy, Sam, and Jody. Family-friendly box office review. All right, here's the big one that looks uh, visually stunning, and it's a story that needs to be told. It's called. It's starring Tom Hanks, called Sully. There were 155 people on that plane. And you were one of them. Over 40 years in the air, but in the end, I'm going to be judged on 208 seconds. Need a count, passengers and crew. Is anyone still here? Totally made for mm-hmm. Tom Hanks, correct? Well, and it's really, I, I shouldn't laugh that he's in the lead role. Of course. It just sounds like, nah, he's the only choice. Yeah. Tom Hanks, he's got to be the one that plays that. <laughs> Probably didn't even audition him. Yeah. Tom Hanks plays Chelsea Sullenberger, Sully. Laura Linney's in this movie, Aaron Eckhart. And it's not just about him landing the plane on the water and saving 155 people. It's about what happened in the aftermath, and maybe yeah. you did or did not realize there was an aftermath. A lot of questions like, did you really have to do that? Well, and, and, I mean, for and, real. I remember you mentioning that, but what was it? What was the... I think it was, did you really have to do that? Could you have landed safely elsewhere? Did you have At to make airport, a big dramatic... I don't know. I mean, I, I, fl- I can tell you, I've taken off from that airport, and there's nothing but water around. So <laughs> just saying, you know? I don't know, but it's based on the book. And it's based on the life of the man. And they say, those who know Sully, mm-hmm. that Tom Hanks, of course, nails it. We've I'm also sure he got... does. It probably is going to be an Oscar nomination thing. You know Again, what I mean? I know. Oh. Um, Sam, do you think this scene will actually be in there? Can you fly this plane and land it? Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. 
And don't call me Shirley. I'm hoping Clint Eastwood keeps that one in. <laughs> I don't know why you do that. Okay, uh, we also have a horror called When the Bow Breaks. That is our baby. She cannot leave. When does it become a kidnapping? Never. When she gives birth, it is her child until she relinquishes that right. This is crazy. A young couple wants a baby desperately. They've exhausted all options and they hire a lady, the perfect woman, to be their surrogate until she gets a little crazy. As closer to the baby getting born, has the thing for the husband. It sounds like a hand that rocks the cradle, yeah. but in a different way. I mean, everything always goes back to that movie when you think crazy babysitter, right? So scary. We also have another drama whore, The Disappointments Room. Ready for your new house? This is a new beginning. That sounds like promising. A, it's like the chapter of Harry Potter that didn't make it. No, yeah. it's a you know it's the typical you move into a, your dream home and you unleash horrible things from the attic. Oh yeah. Oh, this is a horror movie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And we also have something for the family for the kids. Animated The Wildlife. All right, Sully and When the Bob Breaks are both PG thirteen. The Disappointments Room is R, and Wildlife is PG. Family-friendly box office review. All right, coming up, Jody, I have some daddy guilt. Just want you to know this is coming on. I don't know if you've experienced this with our girls yet. Guilt is a part of parenting. This one's happened for the first time to me. I'll tell you about it next. And as you know, Jody and I have two daughters. Taylor and Phoebe, they're 15 and 11, mm-hmm. and you know we've been really fortunate over the years. They're they're great kids. I mean, they really are. They're respectful, they're loving, they're expressive, um, they're not afraid to be themselves, and I love all those things about them. I'm having trouble, though, as a daddy. I'm having difficult daddy moments that I never thought I would... It's not that I didn't think I would have these, because anybody with a teenager is going to say, oh, come on, this is, what, this is what real life's about, it's mm-hmm. how it works, but I just wasn't... I don't know. I guess I wasn't thinking about this part and how to get through it. Namely that, you know, when your children become teenagers and they're asserting their independence, they start to talk back. Yeah. Because they know everything. Right. And so, and and it's easy. And for me, Jody and I have always been very careful to let the kids express. We don't want to suppress. Mm Mm-hmm. But we want them to balance that with Sound being... Sound like Johnny Cochran there. Yeah, right. <laughs> you don't want to suppress, you got to let them express. Right. That's the truth. Okay. And so, you know, but part of that is how do you balance that between the things that are smart mouth and not respectful and won't serve them well later in life? Right. right. And so this is the tough daddy moment that happened is I was correcting that and I was actually correcting it for both of them. And I was pretty direct and blunt about that. I think everybody in this room knows that at a certain point yes, when a conversation is like it's getting repetitive and it's still not going in the direction that it needs to go, mm-hmm. you know, and so it wasn't in anger but it was firm and uh and the girl said that they understood but even after that i felt bad it's really weird it's this paradox that is you're, yes. you're doing the right thing as a parent mm-hmm. but then you feel guilty because of, you know, of how you've had to address something because they are i mean 99 percent of the time they do everything as they should it's yeah. those parenting moments that are so important right and so i'm carrying a little bit of that guilt with me today no i mean it's you're hurt because you because they were a little hurt by the way you had to address it and i feel that often Often in the afternoon, I guess when I get them at their crankiest in the afternoon. Right. But yeah, it's not your job to make everything all right. It's your job to correct. Yeah. Yeah, and it'll be ten years down the road or whatever when you get the thank you for it. <laughs> you know, it may you may not have liked doing it, but they'll tell you thank you for doing it. Yeah, at least Sam's far enough down that road that we know that. Yeah. We're, you had some just... thank yous for no, that kind of thing. No, nobody's thanked me. Yeah. Well, maybe it's still coming. <laughs> <Sam>. <laughs> Give it another couple of years, Sam. You know? Yeah. Murphy, Sam, and Jody. Here's what's trending in the next 10 minutes. Earworm songs, those suckers you can't get out of your head, and, and yeah. you're going to get stuck in there. In fact, we're going to give you the top three coming up next, so they may be stuck they're in your stuck, head right? all day today. You know what an earworm is, right? I do, actually. Something it sounds disgusting, get, but... 
Yeah, I thought, you know, on a, on a dirty playground or something like that. It sounds gross, but an earworm is when yeah. some song or melody or tune gets stuck in your head and you oh, cannot okay. get it out. It's the one where you get up at 2 in the morning to use the bathroom and the song pops into your yeah. head and you're stuck. Never going to sleep again. Uh, in Scotland, one of the universities there, they actually have come up with an earworm formula. Well, they know what like songs are going to get stuck. Yeah, Murphy, yeah. you'll like this. It, it's uh, The formula is receptiveness plus predictability minus surprise plus melodic potency plus rhythmic repetition times one and a half. I'm exhausted, but okay, I believe it. I believe it. How about it's just a catchy song? (laughs) (laughs) And that's what the thing is. Most of the ones in there, they made a top 20 list. Most of the ones in the top 20 are definitely catchy songs. Uh, Number five, The Village People. It's fun to stay at the yeah. You have to do the moves with that, too, so you really get a twofer with that one. Yeah, right? an earworm and a body worm. Yeah. Uh, here's one I haven't heard in a while. It's from the Proclaimers. They are number four with uh, I'm Gonna Be 500 Miles. Yeah. I would walk 500 miles and I would walk 500 more. Let's see Johnny yeah. Depp for that one. Vinny and yeah. June. Vinny and June oh, right that's there. that's right. That's right. Oh, I forgot about that. Queen actually landed two songs in the top three. Of course and they number did. Number three, We Are the Champions. Yes. You know what's funny about all these songs, too, is it's like as soon as you you hear this song, you just start singing it. Well, in any age, yeah. knows any of these songs, too. Our mm-hmm. kids love Queen. Right. Uh, number two with the big one a couple years ago was Pharrell Williams. Yeah. Something uh, about it being a simple hook. Yeah. I know that's not in the mathematical equation. That's my simplified uh, yes, version. It's not in the equation. But there is a simpleness <laughs> to that hook number, that your brain just latches on. Number one, the uh, biggest earworm song ever is Queen. Bleachers, right there. Yeah. Who hasn't done that on Bleachers? Every sporting event. Yeah. <laughs> that's fun. Well, they knew it. Yeah, so if uh, you want that formula for math class today, we'll be happy to post it <laughs> at murphysamandjody.com. Coming up with Murphy, Sam, and Jody. Yeah, Jody's Friday favorite on the way next. Yeah, it's something that Murphy said that, well, Yoda also said. Allegedly. So you're going to love this, Sam, coming up. And part of the fun on Friday is just looking back over the things of the past week that each of us likes. So it's Jody's turn. Jody's Friday favorite. I have a couple that we have uh, binge watched Narcos almost every night this week together, Murph. And um, loving that show, even though it's not for children at all. It's very violent. You know, that's one thing. Very well done, though. I've always thought is cool about Jody is from the day that I met her, she was into Mm -hmm. Goodfellas. She loves. why can't I think Crime of her movie? movies. Well, what's the one? The Departed? I mean, they these movies have rough tinges to them, but the plots are incredible. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I'm, it's really cool to be able to sit and watch that kind of a movie with you. You know why that happened, I think? Because I used to watch movies with my dad, and it would be like westerns and stuff like that. And I found quickly that that's the stuff that has real substance. Those kind of stories with those kind of layers. Mm-hmm. And so I thank him for that. And then when I maybe shouldn't have been, I watched Scarface mm-hmm. <laughs> at sort of a young age. And I was like... What was that? The great thing about these, these Netflix and Hulu series, and you know, they're all they're they're 
they're completely unedited. And what yeah. I mean by that is, you know, they don't they don't have all the broadcast filters to them. So while it may not be appropriate for kids, they really can tell the whole story. It's perfect for adults. <laughs> right. Okay. So anyway, my, I've loved that we're doing that, and maybe we'll get to finish the season this weekend. But, you know, a couple more things, and we're there. Sure. So that's that's one. My other Friday, my other thing that's been a favorite this week was when we last week gave Sam a BB-8 for his birthday remote control BB-8. remote control from Star Wars, right? Force Awakens, and then. Murphy, you started kind of letting ever letting the Displayed world see. Displayed my total lack of knowledge for Star Wars. It was fun. Why did they come up with a rolling Yoda like that? It would be fun, you know. It could walk Yoda's, around saying its quotes. Yoda's you know? perfect the way Yoda is. <clears throat> but something that walks around, you know, telling you philosophical wise quotes would be cool. They've got all that. Wasn't, Trust. Wasn't Yoda the one that said, "No woman, no cry"? <laughs> you need to stop with was your lack of else? Star Wars knowledge. You're confusing. I don't think Bob Marley was in Star oh, that's right. Wars. That was a Bob Marley song. <laughs> what did Yoda say? He said, "There is no, no try. try. There is only do. <laughs> try not. Do." Or do not. There is no try. There you go, I Marley. Stand corrected. Thank you. <gasps> anyway, that was my favorite. It's um, do or do not. There hey, like, is no try. I've, ever since we did that, I've now remembered that. So it's good. Thank you. Good Jody. lesson there. Yeah. Murphy, Sam, and Jody. Friday favorites. Got music news on the way next. In fact, just for you, Jody. Uh, Keith Urban unveiling a new song today. Thank there you, you go. Sam's got music news. Uh, tonight on pretty much any channel you flip on, you're going to have the Stand Up to Cancer special. This oh, yeah. one is uh, for, it's been a couple of years they've been running this one. Bradley Cooper's like the executive producer. Oh, well, your buddy Keith Urban's going to be on this one, Jody. Excellent. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, they recorded this thing at the Ryman Auditorium in Nashville. It's Keith Urban, Dirk Bentley, and Little Big Town, and they covered David Bowie's Heroes. <laughs> We'll get to hear the new version with Keith Urban tonight nice. when you watch the special. That's what they taped it. Right after the special, too, on CBS only is going to be the ACM Honors, which they also taped at the same time a couple weeks ago. Sure. That's the one with the Glenn Campbell tribute. And oh, yeah, okay. Pretty much everybody in country music will be there. So, big night tonight, uh, especially on CBS there. Uh, Mariah Carey says she's working on some new music and planning a Latin American tour. Oh. Uh, her last full album was in 2014, and she had one new song uh, last year on her number one hits album called Infinity. So Mariah right there. Mm-hmm. That was a, just spitting Mariah. She said, yes, I'm back in the studio working with some great producers. And so hopefully... She can take the month of December off because we're filled with Christmas music from Mariah in December. She's still uh, some yeah. of the most requested Christmas. Yeah. She is. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Uh, and we all know what Zumba is, right? It's the... Uh, Zumba. Zumba. Well, or, Zumba, you're right. Yeah, it's the kind of a Latin-inspired music workout regimen. Mm-hmm. I have a friend who's a Zumba instructor. Uh, well, Timbaland is now getting involved with Zumba. You know, of course, Timbaland. He's producing a dance-inspired workout for them. Yes. And it's not going to be Latin-tinged. It's going to be Timbaland music. Something. Right, which is its own cool. sound. Some awesome beats. Maybe you'll get JT to jump in there. Justin Timberlake and throw oh. a song in. Who knows? But Timbaland now. could get you to work out for yeah. sure. It's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Murphy, Sam, and Jody. Music news. Sam, there's something that yeah. I realized about our late departed Chevy. You know, our oldest boxer that uh, we had to put down yes. earlier in the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a really fun, positive story. It actually makes me smile just thinking about it. And it probably will make you laugh, too, coming up. And if you suffer from FOMO, you know, the fear of missing out, yeah, that's one of those buzzwords. 
You never what? heard of FOMO? Yeah, it's just like the buzzword of 2016, Jody. <laughs> Does he use it around the house? I've never heard of that. What's the matter, kids? No, uh, fear of missing out. I'm just saying that you don't ever miss a thing here, despite your busy schedule, because you can download the free Murphy, Sam & Jody app for your smartphone. From- so there's no FOMO. There's no there, FOMO, right. Is that a real thing? Or did yeah, you it's just- real. Oh, okay. yeah. FOMO's okay, real. guys. All right. Yeah. Of course it's real. Okay. And uh, you know, and the other thing is you can also download the or su- subscribe to the podcast at iTunes and that way you can listen over the weekend okay. if you want to. I want to share my Friday favorite. It came from our Facebook page from Angela. Like we had a ton <clears throat> of um, love and responses about um, our oldest boxer Chevy having left this world and um, Angela, there were a lot of comments and love and I read them all and appreciate them all. But Angela sent this little picture and it's so sweet. It's a little saying mm-hmm. that's real. It's not made up. Um, <laughs> you were my favorite hello and my hardest goodbye. Oh, that oh, that touched me because really it's sweet. so true. Isn't your isn't your pet often your favorite hello of the day? Mm-hmm. Coworkers don't greet you like pets. Family don't they don't greet you like pets. Well, if coworkers pets. greeted you that way, there'd be an HR phone call involved. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the anyway. kids don't walk up and slobber to me like Chevy used to. You know, yeah. I just want I to do miss that though. Say thank you. For that, Angela, you were my favorite hello and my hardest goodbye. Little you know, truth what's there. funny is you can only say that really about dogs, right? Because they don't, cats don't greet you that way. No. <laughs> Coming up with Murphy, Sam, and Jody. Uh, what would have happened? I found this out. What would have happened if Apollo 11 hadn't been successful in landing on the moon? We actually had a plan for that. Really? Reaching right up to the president. Yeah. But coming up next, you know, I will tell you one of the things that I miss about Chevy is not a sad thing at all. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess it's more sad for me, <laughs> but I'll explain next. <laughs> You know, uh, we lost our Chevy uh, at the end the of the week. Right, our, our oldest of our pack members, Chevy, who was 13. Um, you know, we had to take him to the vet because he just wasn't getting around all that well. And I'll tell you that even though it was difficult, there are a lot of the happy stories that come out of it that mm. I remember that are you know that are funny. So it's kind of nice to be able to sit and laugh too about the happy stuff with him. We did that when we got home with the girls. We started telling our favorite Chevy stories. You know, he was our first rescue, a boxer, and he had all these funny quirks. As all dogs do. Yeah. But one of the things that I you know miss about him, because when he was young, he was a fit, I mean a fit looking boxer. He wasn't mm-hmm. an overweight boxer. He was always very muscular. He was always very toned. Anytime like the we poster walked him, of the fawn colored boxer, actually. So uh, any, you know, anytime we walked him, it always got attention. And I had forgotten what a chick magnet he really was oh, back really? then. You know, because if I was out there walking, it was a great conversation right. starter. Not that I needed a conversation Back to start then with when a woman, you used Jody. to walk the dogs, hon. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> now you know why. It's been a long time since right. he's done that. Yeah, when he lost it, it was time to trade that back off to Jody. <laughs> but no, but people would do the same thing to you. I mean, I say that jokingly, but everybody would stop us as we were Talk walking. And go, wow, yeah. this is a beautiful dog. And so um, it's fun to think about those fun things about him and laugh. Yeah. Just like we're talking about him hurting the sheep. He did that, you mm-hmm. know. Um, it, when we first had him, I was he was the first dog that size that i'd ever had and he was in the house one i mean it was the first week that we had rescued him and i had baked a strawberry cake mm. and i'd left it on the counter to cool huge mistake Mama. Your lesson came back from just washing my hands like down the hall and there was this hole eaten out of the cake in the middle of he was smacking mm-hmm. you know i just like i had to start over and i learned quickly oh he can reach things oh yeah easily and you know what's strange about that is the other four dogs don't do that. I guess they could if they tried. They don't try. But with, with, now that he's not around, there's not as much of a risk mm-hmm. with the food because anything, no, no matter the countertop height, 
he still could get to it. Yeah. So you he can hear the peanut butter jar open from any part of the house. Right. I will say this, Sam, since he, he was our first rescue, he is probably the reason we will always foster and mm-hmm. we will always rescue. We're not one of those people, well, not one of those families where we've been through this and it hurts and we can't ever do it again. In fact, we're going to do it again. Probably sooner than you might even want, Murphy. <laughs> well, it's weird. The pack has helped us get through it, I think, honestly, because, I don't know, they're still they're a group, and even their dynamic's a little bit different Changing. Now. So takes obviously, over as Alpha now. We're thinking Ashley will, but yeah. we're watching it slowly. Watching that every day. <laughs> Coming up with Murphy, Sam, and Jody. All right, I want to be Debbie Downey here on a Friday morning, but, you know, what would have happened if Neil Armstrong would not have been able to come back from the moon? We, what do you mean? There was a plan in the works, a secret plan by, by the president, and I'll, I'll share it with you next. You know, I like to uh, watch space documentaries a lot. Um, well, Sam, you've always been like a fanatic. Secretly, didn't you want to be an astronaut, too? Yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> but I that... didn't do anything about it, so here I am. That's uh, good. Look, look, you know, own it. This is what you love, yeah. so what? And I, I was watching one the cool. other day on Netflix. I can't even remember what it was, but it was about Apollo 11, our first mission to the moon, where we landed on the moon. That's one small step for man, one of course, that's Neil Armstrong. Yes. There's something wrong with him saying that. Like he said something and we heard it differently. Uh, one small step for man, one giant leap, a giant leap for mankind. It was one small step for a man, is it what was, he says he, he, he says he said it or meant to say. A okay. man, not just a man. man. Got it. Um, but I also found out that um, before the mission took off, about a month before the mission, somebody at NASA got a hold of uh, President Nixon's speechwriter and said, look, Mm-hmm. We want you to have a speech ready, just in case it doesn't work. Oh, just oh in case there's really? a problem. And I didn't that makes know this. Sense, yeah. So Nixon's speechwriter actually wrote an entire speech. No, and he was, you know, if need be, we're going to go on TV and say, "Tough luck." Sorry. You know, this is. And here's what. Here's just. I don't a think little tough luck made okay, it in well, this speech. That's why I don't write speeches. Okay. Uh, so they've released this now. Oh yeah, it's it's all over the internet. Okay, uh, it's a fate has ordained the men who went to the moon to explore in peace will stay on the moon to rest in peace. Mm. These brave men, Neil Armstrong and Edwin Aldrin, know that there is no hope for their recovery, but they also know there is hope for mankind in their sacrifice. Mm. These two men are laying down their lives in mankind's most noble goal: the search for truth and understanding. Others will follow and surely find their way home. Man's search will not be denied, but these men were the first, and they will remain the foremost in our hearts. Not just wow. part of it. So if it had gone wrong, that's the speech that President Nick- Nixon would have gone on TV with. Yeah. And you know what? I'm sure they <laughs> they knew to hold on to it, obviously. I mean, well, it's really beautiful. I, I'd like to know if they knew, because somebody else from NASA asked them to write up the speech and be ready for it. I don't so know. they were fearing something was wrong? or You never know what's going to happen. We, they had all yeah, contingencies covered. Not with that. I'm just wondering if Neil Armstrong and the crew and Buzz... You knew know, that there was a speech? Knew that there was a speech in case I hope they weren't. It. I hope not. I mean, I hope they don't even never concern themselves with that sort of thing. See, yeah. the, the fact that this has gone viral now and is being shared, you know, it... it there's a problem that we've got at home right now with our oldest daughter Taylor with mm-hmm. the moon landing and the moonwalk and all that. Anyway, this is this is not going to help it. Was really? somebody put in her brain? Yeah, yeah. I oh, can, well, it's I, fake. I, yes. I can explain that to you mm-hmm. next. And Sam, being the space fanatic that he is, found this speech that it was an alternate speech that President Nixon would have gone to the public with in the event that the moon landing and moonwalk had been a failure right yeah and then there was some disaster or whatever and the astronauts couldn't return he had a speech already ready to go mm-hmm. and you know i'm obviously glad that he never had to use that thing i would have never thought that that existed it's a lot of pe- I, there are a lot of people who don't like that sort of idea of things 
because when you when you think of speech when think of a speech being written like that, you want it to be written in the moment. Mm-hmm. Once something has or you know, right, has so happened, it's heartfelt. But, yeah, I but know. you know, guess what? That's I guess that's their their business. Well, what I'm beginning to we'll wonder be now is if our oldest daughter Taylor, just so that you know, Sam, whenever we talk about that, she always punctuates it with "if it was real." And, and the like, first time she she did that, I think we spit our milk out. <laughs> <laughs> she like, wasn't f- kidding. I'd already no. I'd always heard about you know people really older than me talking about the conspiracy theories and the yeah. Hollywood hoaxes, blah blah blah, all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, you know, she told I, us to look closely at the pictures in the shadows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, people do that all the time. I, I mean, but you know, it's like you know, Taylor. Of course, this was not fake. This was a. It was a. It was a like a the country was all about beating the Russians to the moon because the Russians beat us to space I guess at that time Mm -hmm. and you know even President Kennedy we choose to go to the moon so I mean I buy that you Mm -hmm. know and then and then of course you know the actual landing on the moon itself one small step for man one but she says that the quality of that also proves that you know it was not. <laughs> the qu- it's 1969. <laughs> She's looking for an MP3 from last week. <laughs> yes, probably. And I try to mesmerize her with all the other technology and the and advancements, and talk about how you know a, a computer then that filled a whole building is basically what yeah. powers your smartphone today. And then she says, "Well, that's a, that's more proof." Right there. No, I mean honestly, when you do look at the technology back then, it is a miracle we did what we yes. did. Yes. But it happened. I mean, does she have said anything about watching Capricorn 1 yet? Well, no. no, she's not seen that movie. Okay. And the funny thing is, I can't tell whether she's joking or whether she's just kind of throwing I, it out there. As I the, don't think she's joking 100%. She's just saying that's some, to her, those points are also worth looking at. Yep. And and yeah. the deal is, though, I'm not one to ever, I don't believe in arguing with somebody about something they truly believe and I don't think she's 100% there, but I think she likes to bring that up. And she's a teenager. If you're going to let that make you stir crazy, you have at it. You can spit your milk all day. Yeah, but, Daddy, look, you can tell that the moon, the, the flag on the moon is fake, too. There's yeah, no wind up it there. It doesn't blow. <laughs> yeah, I heard this. <laughs> Always easy to catch on your schedule. Just uh, download the Murphy, Sam & Jody podcast. You can subscribe to it through iTunes or, of course, download the free app on your smartphone. Oh, Murphy and Jody, I got to know if your daughters do this, because this is something I've noticed about my son, Parker. He's 11 now, one of the twins. He's been doing this for about the past six months, is he he raids my pantry. Mm. And I've never had that problem. Meaning really. that he's hungry, snacking, and just looking for stuff? Yeah, because what happens is usually after the twins have been there for the weekend, I'll notice... Okay, and don't judge me on this, but I like Vienna sausage. I mean, I just do. Oh, that's okay. You know, I'll buy a few cans when I go to the grocery, and the weekends after Parker's been here, I got no Vienna sausage left. Um, Peanut butter is half missing. Yes. He does the spoon, you know, eat with the spoon. I don't know if he re-dips or not. Ooh, double dip in the peanut butter. I don't know. But it's like, I I notice so many of my snacks are missing, and my other kids... They're just not like that. I mean, Sammy wasn't like that. Will wasn't. Jack doesn't do that. Our kids are like that. Yeah. But they, you know, we've always told them, as long as you put things away, mm-hmm. do not put something back in the pantry that's empty. Oh, that that makes me crazy when I find yeah. stuff empty in the fridge or pantry. And it's like, you didn't throw this away. And you yeah, knew it was well, empty. He's not putting empties back. He's just not telling me that he wiped out all the Vienna sauces. Because he doesn't see it that way. Yeah, I guess He not. just has a need. He satisfies it in the pantry. Mm-hmm. And then he's on to the next thing. Right. Hey, at least he's completing the whole can, right? Not putting a half can of Vienna sausage oh, back in the pantry. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Gross. You know what else he does, too? And this the dogs love this, but Parker gives everybody snacks. Yeah. Unsolicited. It, it's like, I don't say, hey, you know, give all the dogs a bone. I'll 
go do something and come back and all the dogs are all sitting there chomping away. It's what, yeah. Parker? Oh, yeah, I gave them each a bone or I gave yeah. them each a rawhide. And I was like, yeah. that's, that's nice, but... Well, I don't. You're you're wiping me out of milk bones here. Yeah, he just marches to the beat of his own drum, which means you just need to be aware of that one step ahead of him. Speaking always. of which, uh, you know how they are in the the French language school, yeah, and they're doing Chinese this year. Yeah. The other day, they started him, Parker, and Maddie started arguing with each other in Chinese. No. I was like, oh, they really? I got to draw the line here. Time I got to hear this. You know, the French, I can pick up some words. The Chinese, I have no clue. Are oh, you going to have to start using Google Translate? Yeah, they were talking about you. I bet, Sam. <laughs> Sam and Jody. Here's what's trending in the next 10 minutes. Gonna get you ready for this weekend at the box office. Finally, a big movie starring Tom Hanks again for the family. New movies this week. Murphy, Sam, and Jody. Family-friendly box office review. Right, here's the big one that looks uh, visually stunning, and it's a story that needs to be told. It's, called, it's starring Tom Hanks called Sully. There were 155 people on that plane. And you were one of them. Over 40 years in the air, but in the end, I'm going to be judged on 208 seconds. Need a count, passengers and crew. There's anyone still here? Totally made for mm-hmm. Tom Hanks, correct? Well, and it's really, I, I shouldn't laugh that he's in the lead role. Of course. It just sounds like, nah, he's the only choice. Yeah. Tom Hanks, he's got to be the one that plays that. <laughs> Probably didn't even audition him. Yeah. Tom Hanks plays... Chelsea Sullenberger, Sully. Laura Linney's in this movie, Aaron Eckhart. And it's not just about him landing the plane on the water and saving 155 people. It's about what happened in the aftermath. And maybe you did or did not realize there was an aftermath. A lot of questions like, did you really have to do that? I mean, for real. I remember you mentioning that, but what was it? What was the... I think it was, did you really have to do that? Could you have landed safely elsewhere did you have At to make airport, a big dramatic i don't know i mean I, I, fl- I can tell you i've taken off from that airport and there's nothing but water around so <laughs> just saying, you know? i don't know but it's based on the book and it's based on the life of the man and they say those who know sully mm-hmm. that tom hanks of course nails it we've I'm also sure got does. it probably is going to be an oscar nomination thing you know again, what i mean i know um, um sam do you think this scene will actually be in there can you fly this plane and land it surely you can't be serious i am serious and don't call me Shirley. I'm hoping Clint Eastwood keeps that one in. <laughs> I don't know why you do that. Okay, uh, we also have a horror called When the Bow Breaks. That is our baby. She cannot leave. When does it become a kidnapping? Never. When she gives birth, it is her child until she relinquishes that right. This is crazy. A young couple wants a baby desperately. They've exhausted all options and they hire a lady, the perfect woman, to be their surrogate until she gets a little crazy as closer to the baby getting born. Has the thing for the husband. It sounds like a hand that rocks the cradle, yeah. but in a different way. I mean, everything always goes back to that movie when you think crazy babysitter, right? So yeah. scary. We also have another drama whore, The Disappointments Room. Ready for your new house? This is a new beginning. That sounds it's like promising. A, it's like the chapter of Harry Potter that didn't make it. No, yeah. it's a you know it's the typical you move into a, your dream home and you unleash horrible things from the attic. Oh yeah. Oh, this is a horror movie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. And we also have something for the family, for the kids. Animated, The Wildlife. All right, Sully and When the Bow Breaks are both PG thirteen. The Disappointments Room is R, and Wildlife is PG. Family-friendly box office review. On the way, Sam, I hope it's not too early for you. I have a really good idea mm-hmm. for you guys for Halloween this year. But Me and Murphy? Yeah, but you'll have to trick-or-treat together. <laughs> okay. okay. It's a fun Friday, guys. And remember, we I, was, I came up with this, and I love it, and I stand by it. This, we're all binge-watching. Well, we, the three of us are binge-watching mm-hmm. the show Narcos. 
on Netflix that Murphy, you should go as Pablo Escobar for Halloween. You totally get you some dad pants and some white tennis shoes, and you know you could tuck your shirt way in, and we have to get you a big mustache. Well, you have a mustache. We could just have to elaborate on it. Yeah, I'm, but it, it probably needs to be exaggerated. Yeah, yeah. The thing and you is, have a scowl. Wagner Mora, who plays um, Pablo Pablo in in the TV show, is a more exaggerated look. Than yes. the real Pablo. You know right. what I mean? So You're right. I would like to go as his look. Me too. So <laughs> scary. And then Sam would make the perfect Gustavo, his cousin and partner, at least in, well, his cousin and partner. Yeah. And um, Murphy, you had suggested that I go as Tata. Yeah. You just need a, a brunette wig covering up the red hair and you could be her. That's funny and all, and that's cute. Um, but somebody should go as the mom, as his mom too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you think she looks like Tootsie? Yes, yes. she looks like Tootsie. Every time I see her, it's yes. like, it's Tootsie. Yeah. It's those big round glasses. I guess it's yeah. that time period uh, and that look. Yeah. Anyway, you know, Halloween costumes, it's fun when they follow follow hot pop culture. The show was this week announced that they've uh, been greenlit or whatever for seasons yeah. three and four already. The thing is, if you're going to go as this, you, you can't really, I guess you can explain it to your kids, but you certainly can't show them the show. No. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> We wanted to say that it's a violent yeah. television show. It's about it's based on Pablo Escobar and his rise. And it's fascinating. In the it's well done. Business. It's, it's very well done, but it is not for you the kids go, going to school or telling other parents. Yeah, my mom and dad went as Pablo Escobar and Tata. They're going as narcos. <laughs> yeah. How about your parents? <laughs> well, whatever. Maybe you don't have little ones anymore. But yeah. uh, anyway, that's what we're binge watching, and of course, that's our inspiration. You guys could totally do it. I would love to see you, Sam, find one of those hats and dress like him. He was hysterical to me. Okay. By the way, what kind of candy are you giving out at the door? Oh. Oh, that's funny. All right, on the way. Songs that get stuck in your head, you have a reason why now? Oh, yeah, there's a formula now why the songs become earworms. Hey, look, the theme song for Narcos gets stuck in my head. I agree. Play it. All right, coming up, uh, I want to tell you about how one of our dogs is doing now that we lost our uh, Alpha Chevy. That is she looking for him, Sam. That's next. So it was about a week ago that we had we lost our uh, first rescue old boxer dog, Chevy. Um, and he and our other boxer, Ashley, have been... I've, you know, they're a couple. Yeah. They have been a couple forever. They used to sleep together. She was licking his face constantly in the last week of his life. And By the way, you notice Jody said other boxer. Mm-hmm. She's excluding Junior, I'm who's not, the third boxer. I'm not, I'm not the excluding. The other boxer, we don't count him. I didn't say that. <laughs> it's because of his gas. Yeah, <laughs> he was he was the most recent addition to the pack, but he actually, I think, is the, now the oldest mm-hmm. out of the he bunch. Um, anyway, back to Chevy and Ashley being like dog soulmates. Um, I wasn't thinking about this because we had never done this before where you have a dog put to sleep. I've never done this before. It was my first experience with it. And so the day we took Chevy, we just took Chevy. I carried him in the back seat. I was holding him in the back seat. Murphy drove. The vet was wonderful. It was a much better experience than I had expected it to be. It was peaceful and it was correct that we did it. He had lost use of his back legs and all that. And when we were leaving, I said to her, our vet who helped us, I said, what, what will happen with Ashley now? Like, what can I expect of her behavior? And she said, well, some dogs go around looking. She might look for him for a mm-hmm. long time. She said, "You, if he would have died at home and she would have seen that, she would be okay and she would know. Like animals just know. Yeah. And I said, oh, gosh, I should have brought her then. And like she could have come in afterward. And she said, yes. And I feel I didn't know, though. 
Really? I didn't know to bring I've never heard of a vet offering that either. Yeah, but she offered it and we could have. Although, I don't know that Ashley's searching. She looks a little off. She's off and she's down, but she's not searching yet. Right. Uh, You know, because there were times towards the end of his life that he was gone for a few days at the vet. So for all we know, she's thinking he's coming back. Mm -hmm. But I am giving her special attention. She said, do things with her, giving her more walks, playing with her. I've got a new bed for her set up right next to my bed in our room, you know. So just things like that, what we're doing. But I didn't know you could do that. So if you ever are in that position and you have a soulmate dog with the other you could maybe ask your vet about it. Now, she didn't extend the invitation to the four dogs, but <laughs> yeah. she did say that we could have brought one to say goodbye, you know? Movies, Sam, and Jody. Here's what's trending in the next 10 minutes. Earworm songs, those suckers you can't get out of your head and, and yeah. you're going to get stuck in there. In fact, we're going to give you the top three coming up next, so they may be stuck They're in your stuck, head right? all day today. You know what an earworm is, right? I do, actually. Something it sounds disgusting, get. but... Yeah, I thought, you know, on a dirty playground or something like that. It sounds gross, but an earworm is when some song or melody or tune gets stuck in your head and you oh, cannot okay. get it out. okay. It's the one where you get up at two in the morning to use the bathroom and the song pops into your yeah. head and you're stuck, never going to sleep again. Uh, in Scotland, one of the universities there, they actually have come up with an earworm formula. Well, they know what like songs are going to get stuck? Yeah, Murphy, yeah. you'll like this. It, it's uh, The formula is receptiveness plus predictability minus surprise plus melodic potency, plus rhythmic repetition times one and a half. <sighs> I'm exhausted, but okay, I serious? believe it. I believe yeah. it. How yeah. about it's just a catchy song? <laughs> <laughs> and that's what the thing is. Most of the ones, and they made a top 20 list. Most of the ones in the top 20 are definitely catchy songs. Uh, number five, The Village People. It's fun to stay at the yeah, you have to do the moves with that, too, so you really get a twofer with that one. Yeah, right? an earworm and a body worm. Yeah. Uh, here's one I haven't heard in a while. It's from the Proclaimers. They are number four with uh, I'm Gonna Be 500 Miles. Yeah. 500 more. I see Johnny yeah. Depp for that one. Vinny and yeah. June. Vinny and June oh, right that's there. that's right. That's right. Oh, I about that. Queen actually landed two songs in the top three. Of course a they number did. Number three, We Are the Champions. Yes. You know what's funny about all these songs, too, is it's like as soon as you you hear this song, you just start singing it. Well, in any age, yeah. knows any of these songs, too. Our mm-hmm. kids love Queen. Right. Uh, number two with a big one a couple years ago was Pharrell Williams. Yeah. Something uh, about it being a simple hook. Yeah. I know that's not in the mathematical equation. That's my simplified uh, yeah, version. not in the equation. But there is a simpleness <laughs> to that hook number, that your brain just latches on. Number one of the uh, biggest earworm song ever is Queen. Bleachers, right there. Yeah. Who hasn't done that on Bleachers? Every sporting event. Yeah. <laughs> that's fun. Yeah, they knew it. Yeah, so if uh, you want that formula for math class today, we'll be happy to post it <laughs> at murphysamandjody.com. Coming up, Sam has music news. Special treat for you on TV tonight, Jody, involving Mr. Keith Urban and some new music. Nice, you could watch that with the volume off and it would still be great. <laughs> <laughs> Got music news. Very special night tonight on TV. It's a stand, uh, stand up to cancer special, and you right. can catch it on ABC, CBS, Fox, NBC, Bravo, uh, National Geographic show. Every everything you turn on tonight is going to have it on there. Cool. Bradley Cooper's a big part of that, yeah. and it's star studded. Uh, yeah. Well, you're going to like it tonight because uh, Keith Urban uh, has teamed up with Dirks Bentley and Little Big Town to cover uh, David Bowie's Heroes. We're gonna- 
they're going to un- unveil that tonight during the show. Nice. So that'll be nice. Uh, you he know, loves to, Keith Urban loves to rock out. His yeah. uh, his dad died, uh, cancer took his dad's life. I think it was last year. Yeah, was it was it? recently, yes. Yeah. So look for that tonight on every network stand up to cancer. Murphy, Sam, and Jody. Music News. Producer Emily says that she has some big news. Uh, so uh, the last time it was pregnancy, I don't know if that's what we're talking about. And the again. time before that, it was pregnancy that's too. That's true. That's right. <laughs> no, this is not pregnancy. I know Jody will feel me on this one though. Um, Todd is 11 months old today. My baby, happy, Todd. Well, I was going to say happy birthday, but never mind. No, 11 months. <laughs> that's right. Got another months. month to go. <laughs> and I don't know if you have noticed, but I am no longer having to leave the room to go pump. It's yeah. over for wow. me. I have over 1,000 ounces of milk in the freezer that will take him through his first birthday. I am done. I got a gallon of milk Good in the God. fridge. You know how long yeah, it would you, take me to get that? Do you have yeah. a second fridge for all that? I have a, we had to buy a second freezer. We did. <laughs> we bought a chest freezer off of Craigslist. Fantastic. <laughs> a chest freezer. <laughs> anyway, well, congrats. I'm glad that Thank you're... Thank you. It's a... It's a it's a process that it's not for every woman to go that much. Right. But if it's something that you really want to do, it is work. It is work. It is. It and is. you know what? And I, I, I'm just going to keep my fingers crossed for you that the electricity does Man. not go out. Wow. It has happened <laughs> twice on this journey. And don't think I didn't pack that up and bring it to my dad's house ASAP. Right. Ice chest it. taking an 11-month time period to make up for one month. Please. Would be awful Murphy. if the power went out. You know what I'm saying? Murphy. Or even even if Mike, your husband, a dropped a few bottles, you know. Murphy, don't y'all have a generator at your house? We do. Well, bring it to us. Emily's here with the milk. Murphy, Sam, and Jody. Here's what's trending in the next ten minutes. Why William Shatner, Captain Kirk, didn't like this space, the final frontier. Something about being able to overact it even more. What? That's up next. Captain Kirk uh, sat down the other day to talk about the 50th anniversary of Star Trek. You know, it's 50 years okay. this year. No, like original you, Star Trek. Captain Kirk or? No, Captain The original. Kirk, William Shatner. William, yeah. Uh, that, see, that Captain Kirk. Sam's been so focused on Star Wars lately, I didn't realize that the 50th anniversary of Star Trek had been sneaking up. Mm-hmm. And we know how they, you know, everybody knows the beginning of the Star Trek show. Space, the final frontier. Yeah, that's that's where I would get up and turn the TV when I was growing up. Oh, uh-huh. well, then you missed out. I'm sorry, I know. Uh, William Shatner said that um, he didn't like the way that came out. That's his voice there doing it. He said they never gave him a chance to to redo it. He said, you know how William Shatner talks. You know everything. He's got that. I didn't have it in one yeah. take. And that's apparently how he wanted to do it. But he said he recorded it a couple times, and they said, that's good enough, this will do. And he says, for 50 years now, he's always wanted, <laughs> I didn't like the way it was done. I wanted to emphasize other words. He says, I wish I could have done it again. Yes. But they never gave him the chance to do What's it. What's funny is the rest of the world thinks it's iconic. It is. I didn't question it, right? Uh, that's the thing. Yeah. yeah. It's the eye of the beholder, though. It's typical. He wanted to overact it, probably. <laughs>